Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guests today are Vince Hahn, CEO and founder of Mobile Coach, and Matt Donovan, Chief Learning and Innovation Officer at GP Strategies. Welcome to both of you to the podcast. Thanks for having us. So in a minute, we're going to talk about chatbots. But first, Vince, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about your company. Well, I'm a technology entrepreneur. I've been starting tech companies my whole career since the so 20, 25 years now. I'm really fascinated with technologies that help people learn and change behavior within personally or within organizations as well. So I founded uh, Mobile Coach seven years ago. We're a chatbot authoring platform where people who have a vested interest in learning paths for others or personal development paths for others can develop chatbots to help people by coaching them along. So that's a little bit about me and and our company. Okay, great. So now I think most of our listeners have at least some idea of what a chatbot is, have probably used one at some point. But just to make sure we're all starting from the same place, Vince, what is a chatbot? So that's actually really important to set that context because there are a lot of different types of chatbots. Most people, when they have had an experience with a chatbot, it's usually in a customer service context where you go to some web page and a chat window pops open. And you know sometimes you're talking with a live agent and sometimes you're, you're chatting with a chatbot. The definition of a chatbot is a computer simulated conversation. You know, the idea of a chatbot is to automate these conversations for some purpose that's a benefit to the user. So in a customer service use case, I'm getting immediate answers. I don't need to wait for human beings. And, you know, in a world of immediacy, that has a lot of value. And for an organization that's creating a chatbot, you know, the key value is that, hey, this this is automated. Chatbots never sleep. They can Mm. have thousands of conversations at one time. You you can really start saving on some significant resources if if you've done one right. It's worth a mention that a lot of the chatbots that that I work on, we'll talk about. I, I presume we'll talk about on today's podcast, are not that sort of passive web web based chatbots, but like an automated simulation of a conversation that's happening on the mobile phone. That's that's more active than passive, and so you can have chatbots on Facebook via SMS, on popular messaging apps like WhatsApp and WeChat and Line as well as chatbots that we've talked about on websites for customer service. So there's a whole you know, a whole wide range of chatbots out there. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're interested in on this podcast really is how chatbots can be used in learning. Why and when should learning teams want to use chatbots? So Matt, let's throw it over to you. What's your take on that? Well, and I think just to kind of build upon what Vince was sharing, I think it's important to understand that when we look at chatbots being an important tool of the of the learning intervention toolbox, it's to extend the human interaction, to extend the learning beyond the initial point of consumption. So the, the beauty of that is how do we bring that into the overall program to extend beyond the initial instruction that you may have? So uh, a way in which to uh, meet them on demand or respond to questions. So it's a way in 
which to kind of uh, integrate them more through a connected way. And it's really about extending the human connections more than actually replacing it in that sense. So it mm. goes beyond just trying to focus on when we can all get together at the same time to have a conversation or come together uh, when I set aside an asynchronous connection. It allows us to, again, connect the learner back into the learning experience in small connected ways throughout a longer journey. Okay. Yes. Great. Vince, anything to add to that? I think that's, that's a great, it's a great point where, you, you know, I, I think that Hollywood has done the world a little bit of a disservice when it comes to understanding chatbots, because, you know, if you think about like Jarvis and Iron Man or Hal from, you know, Space Odyssey, you know, oftentimes artificial intelligence is uh, depicted as really, really human-like. And of course, anyone that's tried having a conversation with Alexa or Siri or Google Assistant know that we're, we're actually quite, quite far away from that being a reality. And so you know, to have positioning chatbots as an extension of just the whole learning experience, which includes human interaction, uh, is a great way to think about how to leverage technology in a smart way. So how much do we know about how effective chatbots are and chatbot technology is in helping learning teams and programs achieve what they're trying to do? Well, I think that if, uh, you know, if you take sort of the, the lens that Matt is describing where it's an extension of a learning program, so the context is really strong, the, the chatbot's program to understand the learning journey and the learning path that, it, that it's supporting, you know, the, we, there, there are metrics to sort of to get to the answer to that question, the metrics around user engagement. Are people mm-hmm. uh, responding to the chatbot and for how long? Are people opting out of the chatbot saying, hey, this isn't for me? There's also qualitative measurement to say, to ask them, how, how was the experience interacting with the chatbot? Did it meaningfully help you in your learning journey? And I think Matt and I both have had experiences where metrics have come back extremely positively on both fronts, the quantitative and the qualitative front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, chime in on that. Yeah, I think, you know, at the cornerstone of where we've seen it be really effective is when it is, you know, followed by the same level of measure we want the rest of our learning experience. And I get back to this ruthless relevance where we talk about. So the more that that chatbot can deliver something of value to the learner or the consumer at that point of need, we have seen really good uptake of that. And it met the need. You know, I think one of the simple examples where we've seen a very powerful, and I'll, I'll use a case study and Vince can elaborate on it if, if to kind of bring it a little more to life. But I refer to it as kind of the acronym Antibot, for example. And, and this thing of if you're actually a new employee and you're onboarding into an organization first time and you're trying to understand all of their jargon, the three-letter acronyms that they're throwing out. And so imagine you're in a phone call or you're in a meeting and you're in the course of that conversation and you're just hearing all these three-letter acronyms. You know, you have a couple of options inside the organization. You may want to go out and actually say, well, we have an actual spreadsheet with all of them. It's like a little glossary. It's online on a SharePoint page and it's about 18 clicks away from where you are perhaps. Or imagine if I had a bot that was 
just, you know, available right at my touch that I could actually put in a three-letter acronym and get a definition of what it is in the flow of the conversation, in the flow of, you know, achieving a learning or a work outcome. That's where we start to see that becomes invaluable at that point because it met a very important need for a new employee who's trying to get connected, get up to speed with the context of work or learning, and, and to have that at their fingertips could be very powerful. I think that's the important part to understand about this is that it is a tool to be applied to have specific or meet specific needs or outcomes. When we can match that, there's great resonance and there's a lot of value and that return on investment is high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vince, what, anything to add to that or, or another example? Yeah, I think that the, the anytime you've got conversations happening within an organization that are repetitive, those that that's like a good signal to think as a learning team. Hey, a chatbot could be really useful. So other examples, the acronym use case is a wonderful example. You think about new hire orientation, where you know every month you're onboarding new people and you're answering the same questions over and over again. That's a, a great use case for a chatbot for mm-hmm. reinforcement strategy. So you know I, I go to some formal training event and what happens after that training i'm gonna you know because i'm a human being i'm going to forget stuff and even though i might have made commitments i need to be held accountable to that learning path so chatbots are a great way to do that so those are some other nice use cases to think about okay so what does it take to create a chatbot in other words how much blood sweat and tears should learning teams expect to put into designing and, and, and implementing a chatbot? Well, fortunately, you're not being asked to design a Siri or a Jarvis. You know, I think a, a key best practice is, is to set user expectations really clearly of what the chatbot does and what, what it doesn't do. And in, in a learning context, you know, you're, you're really able to manage the, the scope. Like, so in the acronym example, hey, I'm a chatbot that can give you the definition of any acronym you might hear in your journey at this company. That's a pretty narrow, you know, narrow scope. And so the blood, sweat, and tears you're talking about is really, you know, designing the content. So coming up with the content library to, to have the chatbot be smart about what to say and when to say it, any accompanying logic that needs to be authored around it or configured around it. And then, you know, some testing and, and having, making sure as an organization you're being good about having a workflow where you're getting user feedback and measuring ROI. So in, in my experience in supporting learning initiatives, you know, I, wouldn't, I would characterize it as um, sort of easier on the spectrum of, of major learning projects. Mm-hmm. Matt, what about in your experience? Yeah, I think it, the, the nice thing I think about having, you know, this in your toolbox is I think it's a high value, high return on, you know, compared to the investment when you're putting it in there. And I think the key is in the design and making sure that you're really aligning to address the kind of outcome that you're intending it to, whether it's reinforcing the training, whether it's being able to put uh, referential information at the fingertips at a moment's call or demand. Uh, so I think, you know, once you get beyond that that application, that initial design, the 
actual implementation of it is fairly straightforward. I think that's the nice thing about this is that there are the tools and the technologies easily have evolved to a point that it's easier to roll these things out, to launch them and, and to do them better and do them well. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a nice thing to add into. It's an enhancer. It's a good way to extend. You know, it, it can be a very powerful tool with, with broad reach. And because of its features of, you know, the automation, it, it gives you lift without having to add in human effort, human energy to the equation. So it extends the humans from either the design intervention or the conversations. And that's really where it becomes powerful. And I'll okay. say one more thing about that, uh, Jeremy, is that mm-hmm. chatbots by nature, the, the user interface is, is what we call a conversational interface. So chatbots can live where people are having conversations, where whether that's a web widget, whether that's over SMS, or whether that's over a messaging app like Facebook, which means that you're not actually having to compile software to deliver the chatbot. So any, anyone that's actually been involved in a software project knows that one of the big challenges with software is you have to design the user interface, you have to compile the code and push it out, and anytime you want to make a change, it's actually quite painful. But with a chatbot, changes are just simply changing the conversation. So that's a really important uh, part of of understanding the the scope and the effort of a chatbot is that you can actually now reasonably do A-B testing, tweak the user experience without the the pain and the turmoil of pushing out new software code. So an an example of this, there was a project with a major auto manufacturer where they wanted to have a chatbot help new sales reps at, at dealerships get on board. And they had a certain design in mind where the the chatbot would quiz them during the day on features of new vehicles. And the, quickly, the feedback came back from the sales reps who, who wanted to perform well because they're brand new. They wanted to make sure they were doing everything right. But they would say, hey, you know, the chatbot keeps interrupting me when I'm with a customer. And I feel pressure to answer the chatbot because I'm sort of feel like I'm being adjudicated on whether I'm going to answer the quiz right. But of course, I need to be with the customer. So that, that was a design lesson that the chatbot, uh, the, the chatbot team learned. And so they were able to make a very quick change where the chatbot pinged the sales rep early in the morning to say, okay, well, today, when you've got 15 minutes, text me and I'll start the quiz. And so that mm-hmm. type of change made it really easy to do because you're not pushing out any software. You're just simply changing the design and the conversation. And so it gives you a, a, a level of agility mm-hmm. to for the learning experience that you might not have when you're dealing with other traditional forms of software. Okay, great. So Vince, looking ahead the next five years, the next 10 years, what are we likely to see in terms of how chatbot technology is going to continue evolving? You know, the the big area where innovation needs to happen is to help chatbots become smarter. And actually chatbots, the the idea for chatbots to get smarter is a little bit counterintuitive. People will think, well, they just need to understand natural language a lot better. And, and while that's true, actually the heavy lift is, is having chatbots understand context better. So mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you think about working for a large organization and thinking about where all pieces of content may, may, may sit and lie to help me be successful, well, some of it's gonna lie in, in institutional knowledge inside the brains of people I'm working with. Some of it's gonna be in a, a myriad of different systems, whether it's intranets or knowledge bases. You know, oftentimes to find the right answer, I have to go searching for it. And that's gonna be a limiting factor for chatbots. Well, it is a limiting factor for chatbots today. And so I think as organiz- organizations learn how to, to make content accessible, 
that's going to really boost the value of chatbots because now all of a sudden the chatbot's going to have the data access, you know, the accessibility to the to the great amounts of data necessary for for any given employee who wants to access it. Mm-hmm. Matt, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting way in which they get more intuitive about the collection or the aggregation of information that's made available. So I think it's combining on both ends, being able to meet that on-demand need, but finding ways to also integrate large masses of information and pull it in and make contextual references around it. I think that'll that'll be one of those things when we can actually start to make sense out of, I think, the the vast amount of information we have inside our organizations, which I think is probably one of the single biggest challenges that we have across this is that we still really have not truly solved knowledge management in our organizations. What I mean that is being able to find, locate, retrieve, and draw meaning from the vast amounts of information that organizations either are generating from the populations or they're collecting from their markets or all that information in those, being able to sort and make meaning out of that. That coupled with being able to pull that forward at the point of need is really where I think there'll be some interesting evolutions in the future. Okay, excellent. All right, Vince, final words of wisdom for our listeners about what we've been talking about. What, what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Well, I, I think that I'm a champion of, of chatbots, and I think if people have not yet dabbled in, in them, I highly recommend people to, to get more familiar with them, even, even if it's just as a user. Because, you know, the real value of the chapla that we talked about earlier today is, you know, this, this sense of being able to deliver immediacy for users, ease of use. A chatbot experience really is the most frictionless way for, for users to interact with, with content, and, and in this case, learning content. And so you're, you can really, if you, if you leverage that well, in as much as you believe that engaging learners is positively correlated with learning outcomes, which in, in, the, in the common sense would say, you know, it must be, then chatbots are a great way to, to, to deliver that ongoing engagement. And so, you know, get some experience with them, go find some chatbots. It's pretty easy to Google chatbots or to, to find, there's probably even a chatbot in your organization you can start interacting with, get some experience with it. And if you've got an idea for a chatbot, it actually doesn't take much to try to stand one up and, and get some experience uh, building one as well. Okay, very good. Matt, final thoughts. Yeah, I think it, it gets into that from a designer standpoint is to, to really consider the expanding your common tool set to include the concept of, of, of chatbots and, and the role that they can actually play in extending and connecting with your learners on their journey. So not being afraid to consistently expand and add to, I think it's a, it's a good, safe, tested technology that you can get up and running and actually run your own data sets and get the you know efficacy information of how well it's working for your target audience. So I think it's a nice, simple, easy to add tool to your tool set. All right. Excellent. Well, Matt, Vince, thank you both very much for your time and for a great discussion. And to our listeners, as always, thanks for listening. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.